Hi, this is Indira with Love Your Local FM Area. Join me every Wednesday on this side of country as we meet local small businesses that you need to know right here on 95.9 KRFF. This side of country. This side of country. Well, we're flipping the script because now we're going younger. And also probably an item we don't really think about or like a point in our lives until our kids are probably seniors. Because my kid's nine and I'm not really thinking about college quite yet. So I'm assuming you have a lot of parents that reach out to you when their kids are uh, seniors in high school. So uh, I'd like to welcome Ryan with College Smart and I'm so excited you're here. Ah, Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here. College Smart, what is that really? So what I do at College Smart is I work with families, uh, college-bound students, sure. at any age, okay. um, and walk them through the process ahead of time okay. and let them know what's going on, yeah. make sure they don't miss anything. Okay. Um, basically, they're going to become the most knowledgeable person among their friends when it comes to college after this. So we make sure they're uh, planning ahead, saving money if they can, but the end result is really just to save money on college, pay less. Mm-hmm. Uh, reduce the stress on the parent and the student. Yeah. Like, there's so unnes- so much unnecessary stress out there. Right. Uh, and then free up time. Yeah. Like, everybody's so scrambling for more time, especially the high school years with right. the kids involved and all mm-hmm. the things. If we can free up, you know, 10 hours that you were probably going to use over a year of just trying to research this on your own. Right. Um, and with all the changes that are happening right now, like, most of the stuff you're going to find online is kind of out of date. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So it's... It's like a comfort plan. We'll walk you through. A good example, no matter how old the student is, what we do is we pretend they're going to go to college the next year. Uh, We run them through the FAFSA, and then we would maybe pick a a variety of schools like NDSU, Concordia, regionally, maybe go a little higher. And then I always put one really expensive school like MIT. Right. And we run them through that process to see exactly, well, not exactly, but a really good idea of how much that family is going to pay at each of these institutions because it can very wildly and a lot of the time the more expensive ones are actually the more affordable ones no kidding Mm -hmm. Uh, they have much more much better financial aid packages they're really geared towards four years and out right Um, so it's knowing all of these little they're not really secrets they're details yeah sure um, it's kind of like doing your taxes, right? Like all these yes. little deductions and stuff you can get, but you don't really know about. Right. So unless yeah. Unless you talk and, to a professional. <laughs> and what I did, I just, I did what most families do when they wait for college to happen to them, mm-hmm. where you all of a sudden it's time to fill out the form. Right. Uh, did I get any scholarships? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, I, you'd have a really great time with my daughter because she wants to be a dance teacher, a singer, a truck driver, um... Yeah, she has like wow. four different oh things gosh, that she yeah. wants to do. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so do you help students hone in on maybe like some of their interests or give them a little option? A little bit. I like yeah. to work with or work around with what the school's already doing. And, and that can vary widely too, depending on the resources, if they have a specific college counselor. Um, but one thing I love to talk to like high school students about is don't stress so much about finding your job for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sure. you're, you're probably going to change your passions. Like right. every 10 years, you mm-hmm. might be interested in something else. So I like to stress the importance of just learning skills. You get mm-hmm. a job, they call it skill scaffolding. Yeah. You learn what you can, then you move on to maybe a better job. Right. Um, and then you have more control in the direction where right. you're going. Because I've changed what I really enjoy doing yeah. twice majorly and then kind of on my side right. projects. I'm all over the board and I love to just do different things. Right. You talked uh, about it here a little bit. You talked about some of the unnecessary things. Kind of get into 
What are some of the unnecessary expenditures or maybe unnecessary things that people spend their time on when preparing for college that you're going, that's just, you just don't need to do all that? That's a, a very good question. Um, a lot of the times people place a lot of emphasis on scholarships. Yeah. Like if we don't have a lot of money to put aside for our kids or some people just aren't in a position to do much of anything right. financially. Right. Um, and they're crossing their fingers and mm-hmm. they're like, well, hopefully they're good at sports or hopefully they're, <laughs> they're really smart and they score great on their tests. Right. Um, but scholarships are a, especially full ride scholarships. Yeah. It's so in the minority. It's right. like one, one and a half percent. Wow. Um, so I will walk people through the scholarship world. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do the searching for them, but I'll give them the outline of here's the best use of your time. Right. Do the national free site briefly um, I always tell them to set up a new email address because sure. they're free because they sell your information and you're going to get bombarded right. with spam. Right. Um, Thank you for that tip. Right. I love that one. Um, That's a good tip. Yeah. And then the next best use of your time is to look locally. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's smaller scholarships maybe, but there's fewer people competing for it. Sure. Um, and that's where you can, the parents can be a real key to that. It's like employers. Talk right. To your HR departments. Any associations or groups you belong to. Right. Churches. Um, just basically bother everyone you can think of. Yeah. If they know of something. Right. And, you, you know, we talk about this too, a lot of college students. So we're talking about preparing them for college. But what about during college? Because sometimes they find out hey, I want to change majors. Hey, I want to redirect on on kind of some of the things I want to study. Uh, I learned that through studying for this, I have a love that's a little bit deeper than what I initially started with. I want to shift gears. I want to change my majors. I want to start going down, down this direction. Is that something that you're willing to also work with them side by side on? Oh, yes. Yeah. And that is a, a very important conversation to have with the parents. Yeah. Um, and the student. Because you know, finding out what you don't like can be just as important as finding out what you do like. Right. So just narrowing it down. Sure. And like I mentioned before, your your tastes might change or you might find something that you never knew about that you just passionately love. Um, there's one student who really wanted to be an architect okay. until she job shadowed an architect for three days. And then it was like, no way, this job <laughs> is so boring. She thought it would be, you know, doing building buildings and designing yeah. things, but it right. was meeting after meeting, yeah. minor change, minor, and she just... Yeah. It wasn't excited enough anymore after right. that. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but I, to get to your question about actually switching majors, that's kind of, there's a stigma attached to that. Yeah. Because there are, there's data that shows if, you know, it's, it might cost you more. Right. Um, because you might be there a little longer. Uh, there's just a couple negatives attached to it, but I think the positives are much bigger. Right. Like follow what you like. Right. Um, you really, the focus should be that Venn diagram in your head of what you're good at and what you like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then what is it? Ikigai? Where oh. find something that the world needs that you love and that you can get paid for. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we need more iced coffee influencers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that could be something I can I can take a look into. I don't know. Uh, more you, exposed. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about this as well, and, I, and I'm sure that this might come up uh, as well, but you talk about um, kind of preparing students who are looking at going to college or looking at it like they're going to college next year. But I imagine you also have some students that go, I'm here because my parents want me to prepare. We want to be on their... I don't know what I want to do yet. I don't know what I want to go to school for. I don't know what I want to do with my life. But I graduate in a year, and all I know is we want to start getting prepared, but I have no, I have nowhere to start. What do you kind of do in those situations? Because I imagine that's going to be a kind of a frequent situation as well. Yes. Yeah. It happens a lot, and yeah. I think I was probably the same way. Yeah. Um, 
for those situations, I like to maybe hand out or share some resources. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a Career View RX in town here that does virtual reality virtual reality tours of professions. Right. What? Um, so it's really cool. Um, cool. Or just you know explore things and. This is another thing that kind of freaks out parents sometimes. Right. I'm a fan of gap years. Okay. Like in that situation where if you don't really know what you want to do, most people, the default is go to college, do generals, and then you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of maybe that could be expensive. You could be wasting money, time, doing things you don't want. Um, take a year off, but use it wisely. Right. Like don't just get a job somewhere like fast food or wage and then just do that for a year and hopefully something will come to you. Right. Uh, Do job shadowing, career exploration. Sure. Um, Even take a trip over to overseas. Like that gets poo-pooed on like, oh, you're wasting your time on a fun vacation. Right. You get so much benefit out of being in another country. Sure. Learning other cultures. Yeah. um, So gap years can be a, a phenomenal use of time. I like that. Gap yeah. years. I think I actually had one of those as well. Uh, I took a year off before I went to college. I knew where I was going. Uh, I had actually uh, auditioned and, and was going to a music school. Uh, but before I, I left right after, I'm like, you know what? I just want to break. I want to take a break. I want to maybe work a little bit, save up some money, which I did. Um, and then kind of go there more prepared and in a new mindset of from one education system to the next. I knew that it was going to be a big city. It was going to be a change of pace. And I really just wanted to take that year off to kind of personally prepare myself from going to a kid to almost a, a young adult knowing that I'm going to be all by myself here. I'm not going to come home to mom uh, cooking the meals and, you know, helping me be a kid. It's it's all on me. So those gap years are actually really important. And I like that you brought that up because it's okay to have a gap year, like you said, but as long as you're not putting it a waste, you're, right. you're using it towards your benefit. Yep. Just yeah. make good use of your time um, and just explore there's yeah. you can find a lot of resources online right some people there are programs that'll walk you through an entire gap year yeah or just uh, ask your parents friends if you can tag along to work and see what some things are about right okay. you know and you, you mentioned this as well now we're talking about uh, uh, for the most part kids who are coming out of high school going into college you're preparing them for that but there's also adults who have maybe already in the workforce maybe they're in their 20s 30s even 40s and now they are looking to going back to school they want to be smart about it can they come to you and also kind of get that guidance from you as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of uh, some of the steps that you lead them towards? Because that's a different situation coming out of high school than being an adult in your 30s and 40s looking to now go back to school. I imagine you got to answer questions like, can we afford this? Can we, you know, we've got kids, uh, you know, can we, can we, if I back away from my income a little bit to go to school, can we afford something like this? What are some of the steps that they typically come to you with going can I afford to go back to school? Can we offer this kind of time? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things right away is to just look at the budgeting side. Of yeah. It. Um, and I spent 19 years as a financial advisor. So I, okay. Like it pushes nerdy parts of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Right. Um, just finding out, you know, not whether if you can afford it, it's yeah. how you can make it work. Right. Because there's so many, you know, different price ranges of schools you can look at of course um sometimes it's a complete career change Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it's just like an upgrade like taking master's courses sure you'll kind of get that automatic bump in pay from your employer by having that yeah um yeah it's kind of a case-by-case basis and unfortunately there's less resources yeah designed for that um 
but it, it's always a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, look at the cost and then seeing about you know the, the loans. Right. Ultimately, my whole goal is to help people avoid student loan debt. Yeah. Um, especially for the younger students, they're at such a disadvantage now. With yeah, wages have been oh my gosh for years. Yes. Oh uh, my lord. Cost of college has been just skyrocketing for. It's absolutely years, crazy, yeah. and that's got to be a big fear when you think about it. It's like mm-hmm. with um, uh, the cost of everything going up, and the co- you know the the value of a dollar not going anywhere, and nobody's getting a raise. Nobody can you know we're we're struggling to get to fill the workforce right now. I imagine money is always the biggest topic that people probably are, are hoping that you have the resources and the knowledge to help guide them through that. I would imagine that's the number one thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's a concern about the cost. Yeah. You know, are my kids going to be crushed with debt immediately afterwards yeah um and that can lead to some really fun conversations i've had a couple where uh the grandparents want to help sure say, and that's fairly common oh, um, awesome but we just want to make sure yeah like again by running them through pretending the students going to school the next year yeah um we can see the ways that we can do that without messing up financial aid yeah, yeah. sometimes it's best to just have the parent or the grandparents wait till them they graduate sure and then step in and say i'm gonna cover your rent for a year or something, yeah. You know, anything yeah. to let you ease into being the adult, and, yeah. Right. Uh, I imagine yeah. you've seen so many different situations uh, presented to you on a plate on how you're going to guide these folks. Has there ever been one where you went, "Well, I have not seen one like this happen until now"? Has there been one like that that kind of went, "I'm going to have to step back, kind of think through this a little bit before I offer my advice or my guides because this is a new situation for me too." Oh, actually. Um, how I got into the college planning started with yeah. that. Um, so I was a financial advisor, sure. and it was one of those nights where you're reading an article online at night. Yeah. It was AOL at the time. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> Same. Um, and it was an article on four financial advisors. Okay. And it was explaining all the different kind of ways that we were helping save for college. Right. And then it was explaining what happened to financial aid sure. with each one of those. Okay. And it was really cool, but also embarrassing. Because I went to work on Monday right. uh, downstairs because I worked at home, which yeah. double-edged sword there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I realized that half of the clients we were working with, we were probably hurting more than we were helping. Like we were making them money on their investments, but we weren't setting it up in a way to factor in financial aid. Where, right. Like it was really common if you had the funds to put, maybe gift some stock to the kids. Yeah. Uh, get a lower tax bracket, right. save four hundred dollars. Sure, but then the financial aid is going to look at that much harsher twenty percent of that ah. versus five percent if it in the parent's name. Right, and we're losing them more in financial aid yeah. than they were making on their investments. And right. no idea. Yeah, um, I called around to the colleges who did the CFP programs and everything, and they had no idea what I was talking about. Wow. Okay. So that led me on my beginning of the journey of trying to learn. Yeah, like there's got to be a better way to do this. Sure, to mm-hmm. connect those two worlds yeah um so it was out of embarrassment embarrassment a little bit and i needed to know more and i needed to know how to help people right and five or six years after that i dropped my licensing and started a new business and yeah absolutely you know i want to ask you here um how does this fill your cup? What is it about what you do mm-hmm. that just really, <laughs> you, you really, if you find a happy place with it? I know for me, if I if I were 
a part of what you do, I would think about, and I would want the generation to know this, not as I'm holding it over their head and like, you better take good care of us because we're trying to do this for you, but truly, uh, the, the this upcoming generation is the future. Mm-hmm. How this town is going to be uh, you know, utilized, how the, the community, the state, the government, uh, the na- the nation, it's, it's all in this upcoming generation, and we want to make sure that we're providing them the tools, the guidance, uh, the support that they need from us, and we want them to know that, but for yourself... What is the reason why you do what you do? Well, I've learned over the years um, that I just like helping people. Yeah. Like, if I were independently wealthy, I would probably still be doing this. Right. Um, in addition to mm-hmm. my other side nonprofit stuff. Right. Um, but I found that I really liked helping, you know, individuals. Sure. Like, showing them how things work, yeah. how to do it better, okay. better outcome. It really, you know, saves retirements. Yeah. Um, it helps everybody involved be better going forward. Right. And then uh, I kind of thought about it more and more. Like, what if I could help, you know, 50 people in one community or 100 mm-hmm. or all of the kids in one community? Yeah. What an impact that would make on everything else. Right. If they're mm-hmm. spending less on college so they can yeah. get on with their lives, buy houses sooner, start families. Right. That fund their own retirement right yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about that gets me excited to do more. Right. Um, I love that. Easily sidetracked, so yeah. it's sometimes just making myself think about yeah. the big picture benefits, even next to the smaller picture benefits. Right, right. Fantastic. Love what you're doing, and thank you for what you're doing. Because again, you're you're kind of help setting up and guiding uh, this upcoming generation mm-hmm. uh, by giving them the tools and the resources and the guidance that they need here. Uh, if they have more questions or they want to know how they can get started with you, where can they find you? Uh, website is gocollegesmart.com. Okay. Or email me at info at GoCollegeSmart.com. Okay. Um, we'll get that link up there for you with as With well. the generation now. You know, social media is really big and everything. So yeah. yeah. What is the craziest career somebody has thrown at you? <laughs> Besides my iced coffee influencer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm having just a fun time talking to some friends of mine in town with their kid, and he loves, uh, like, Greek mythology and lore. Okay. And wow. he wants to do that as a career. Okay. So we're just, for fun, we're kind of thinking of okay. cool things he could do. He could... I mentioned he could be a, a consultant yeah. that people who do TV shows or movies would come to okay. for an expert to make sure <laughs> yeah. we're, we're Thor. portraying Thor, Thor correctly. Five. Yeah, I love it. And I just think how awesome that would be if he could hold on to that and actually make a career. And then you Fantastic. have the parents probably next to him be like, what? Right? <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Yeah. I get that. Right. Appreciate you. Thank you so much thank for making so time. Much. Yeah, Very informative. We appreciate you. This side of country with Trav, it's powered by our good pals at Fix It Ford Auto Care and Fix It Ford Ministry on 95.9 KRFF Radio Free Fargo. This side of country.